Hey, it's Neville Medora here for Friday, April 15, 2022 with the stupid email, which of course means swipe up, uplifting, picture, interesting, and drawing. So let's start with a swipe. So can you spot the social proof in this Canada dry water ad? Well, if you're looking at the image, then you can, because it says, here's the proof. Over 900 million highballs were made with Canada dry water last year. So they use this number proof to show off how popular their product is by saying, you know, there's 900 million highballs, a, a popular drink that were made with Canada dry water last year. So because there's such a large number, it shows this social proof that a lot of people like their product. A lot of people use it. And how can you go wrong if 900 million drinks were made with that specific water last year? So uh, social proof takes many forms and using big numbers like this one is always a classic. So if you have a website or a product, you could say 50,000 sold or 70,000 students or $100,000 made. Use big numbers like that to showcase social proof. Let's move on to a thought. So if I write one blog post, it often cascades down into many pieces of content. And almost every time it goes like this, it goes blog post to a video script to social content. So I wrote a blog post on building a weekly newsletter the other week, and it turned into a YouTube video script. So I used the post images, I used the post text to the sub headlines and basically the structure to make a video script for YouTube. And then those videos and images and assets that we use also turned into social media posts. So I call this cascading content. And for me, my cascading content is writing a really strong blog post, spending a ton of time on it. And then from there, it's easier to make the YouTube video and multiple pieces of social media content. Here's something kind of uplifting. <laughs> this is obviously a fake story, but there's real lessons. So in the TV show Seinfeld, there's an episode called The Opposite, where George Costanza is at a low point in his life, and he decides to do the opposite of everything. And it ends up working out really amazing for him. And they do this in a very funny way. I would highly recommend you watch this episode. It's, it's pretty fun. So George decides to do the opposite, and Jerry says this sentence that's designed to mock George, but it's rather profound. He says... If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Now, George's first opposite moment is when they are talking about this. There's a beautiful woman looking in his direction at the restaurant, and he does nothing. And he says, you know what? Instead of doing nothing, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do the opposite. So he goes right up to her, and instead of like lying and saying stuff and making stuff up like he normally does, he says, my name is George. I'm unemployed, and I live with this pet. <laughs> My name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> it's a hilarious line that makes me laugh every single time. And in the sentence, he immediately reveals his deepest insecurities right up front. Zero lying, zero embellishing the truth. <clears throat> Much to George's surprise, the woman responds very positively. So then George's next opposite moment comes when two men sitting behind him are disturbing a whole movie theater. Normally, George would cower away and just accept his fate, but he does the opposite and scolds the men for being too loud, and he receives a standing uh, a, a, like a round of applause from the theater. And George's final opposite moment is he lands an interview with the New York Yankees baseball team, and he meets his future boss, uh, George Steinbrenner, who owns the New York Yankees, and he passionately lashes out and calls him a laughing stock and an idiot. And the funny thing is, he gets hired. Now, this Seinfeld episode, season five, episode 21, is fictional, but the lesson of doing the opposite is real. So if something isn't working or you've been doing it for years on end and it hasn't been working, can you do something the opposite? Can you make it, can you make it different somehow? 
Um, doing the opposite often feels foolish. It either takes courage and maybe involves a bit of stupidity, but the reward can be great. So if something's not working, try the opposite. See what happens. Here is a picture, but it's not a real picture. It's a picture of text. So it's a text picture and text is called ASCII in uh, computer terms. So before Facebook allowed you to post pictures on walls, a lot of people, including myself, would post ASCII art, which was pictures made out of text like this. And it's like a balloon made out of commas and H's and different characters. And so I actually still use a form of ASCII art in my writing in the form of bullet points sorted by length like this. And so you can see how you could take a regular boring list of stuff and make it look a little bit more interesting by adding some uh, sorting. And this kind of reminds me of ASCII art. So you could kind of make bullet points into kind of quote unquote pictures in a way using this little method. And here's something interesting. I use this trick pretty much every day, especially with clients and on office hours. I create a bookmark uh, in my Google Chrome browser and it's a little snippet of JavaScript. You add that as a bookmark. And then when you click it, any page you're on, you could edit all the text. So programmers know this from the inspect tool on Google, uh, Google Chrome, and you can manually edit the text, but this is just an easy interface to do it. So for example, I'm on the Tesla website and I change uh, their model three page to say, instead of model three, it says Neville's the coolest person ever. Or I went to the New York times and made a fake article <laughs> using this, or I went to a Twitter profile and changed it up and mocked it up and, and changed it by using this easy little JavaScript. And I made a little uh, video where you can see the JavaScript, or if you wanna paste it, you can go to my blog and see the edit any website tool. It's a very popular tool that whenever I show people, they're like, oh my God, how do you do that? And I use it all the time when I'm showing clients what copy would look like. So instead of saying, well, what if you put this headline over here, I just go to their website, load it up, and then click that little JavaScript tool and rewrite their headline. And they're like, oh my God, that looks so much better. Or you could see what minor web page edits would look like. You could actually change images and stuff around over here. Um, you can kind of remove elements from a page. Like you could remove your menu and say like, oh, this would look like without a menu. Anyways, let's move on to a drawing. So there's so many ways to spread your message at scale these days. It's almost confusing which social network to focus on. I mean, you got TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Medium, Facebook. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So here's three questions to help that'll ask you to decide, to help you decide which to focus on. Number one, what channels do I have a natural advantage at? So do you spend all day on TikTok? Uh, do you like saying things in succinct sentences? Maybe TikTok is for you. Do you love messing around on Twitter all day? Well, maybe Twitter is for you. But if you hate Twitter and you hate LinkedIn and you just despise going on them, then building an audience on those channels is going to be hard. It's going to be an uphill battle for you. You're not going to participate. You're not going to want to make content every day. It will be painful for you. So the channel you have a natural advantage at is the one that you are good at or your skills resonate well on. So for me, writing long form blog posts seemed to be what I was good at before. I'm okay at video, but the short form video like TikTok, just not as good at. So it makes sense for me to focus on blog posts and longer form video. Uh, here's question number two for it. Will I enjoy spending one to three years of time on this platform? Uh, building an audience takes a hell of a long time. So people think you could do it in a couple months. Wrong. It goes up compounding. So oftentimes to get 500 subscribers might take six months or a year, but then to go from 500 subscribers to 3000 is like maybe a month or two. And then 3000 to a hundred thousand can be very quickly. Once you have traction on a platform, it goes much quicker. But when you start from nothing, it takes a, a long time. 
And then number three, what main channel helps you create cascading content? So just like I talked about cascading content earlier in the stupid email, which channel helps you create that? So for me, if I write a blog post, I could turn into a YouTube video script. I could turn into social media posts. So I'm currently writing a blog post about this whole concept and we'll share it here shortly. But for now, I hope you enjoyed this little snippet from it. Anyways, hope you enjoy these little tidbits and you have a happy Friday. If you want, we have, man, our members area is buzzing. Uh, you should join our members area. They just join the monthly plan if you want to check it out. Then you can upgrade to the yearly plan, be credited, all that kind of stuff. But we basically have all these things going on. Right now, there's so many different wins going on inside the members area. Um, I, I can't even read these all off. There are just so many of them. So we actually collect wins. If you go to copywritingcourse.com slash wins, you can see all the wins from April alone. Like this whole first page is just April, and these aren't even all of them. So, uh, so Michael just got his, uh, LinkedIn bio totally, uh, redone inside, uh, inside the course. We gave feedback to Will. We did, um, uh, so much feedback on the blog for JL. We got DC making an online course and selling, and this is all just in the last few days. So go and check out all these wins and just jump in. What, what are you waiting for? Just jump in now. Anyways, my name is Neville Medora. I will talk to you later. This is the stupid email. Have a great, great Friday.